0: Welcome to Why Is with Ty and Dan.
1: This week, we discuss how Marvel Shreked a cold open. Welcome to Why Is with Ty and Dan, a Marvel podcast where we try to figure out just who and what is going on in this cinematic universe. My name is Tyler Borland, and with me always is Danny Vincent.
0: Yeah, I'm Danny Vincent, and we're back for episode two of what I'm calling, I didn't say this last week, but I've decided to call it now, is Loopy Loki, because thanks to the new schedule of Wednesdays, we always have to record night episodes, and we get a little loopy with Loki. How you doing, Tom? Hey, it's quite fun to be here. I'm Tom Hillstein. How you doing?
1: All right. Bye, Tom. (laughs) Uh, Let's go ahead and jump right into it. I'll give the spoiler alert. From this point on, we will discuss the latest episode of Loki and possible spoilers for future productions. We do not claim to have knowledge of said future spoilers, but will gladly take full credit if such come true.
0: We will not address leaks, but if our
1: speculations align, it's purely coincidence all right, so let's jump into our general thoughts on Loki episode 2, The Variant. Uh, so, uh first off, it was slow and thematically repetitive with the beginning for me. Um I, I don't think this episode really found its footing until about 20 minutes in. Um and we get a major what, would Do what? You say the
0: shift, what What scene would you say the shift was?
1: I'd say the shift was uh, when we're in the library with Loki. That's sure. when the shift really, really okay. starts. I hate dinner. I'm um, sorry. I was just
0: confused on what you meant, so go on. Sorry.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, we <laughs> get a major switch in quality and a much better second half of the episode. Um, I still like the pilot better, but it's not a bad episode. Some very cool and satisfying reveals. Um, it plays around in the world. A lot, and I really liked I really like that. Uh, the so far, this show has had a lot of fun in in playing in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, the 20 minutes of the show running its tires in the mud does make me wonder if the show may be better as a shortened direct streaming cinematic installment, uh, such as its predecessor, Falcon and Winter Soldier, should have been. But I'm definitely not going to underestimate this show's potential, especially given how great of a pilot we got. Um, yeah. So, yeah.
0: So here's the dealio. I like the first 20 minutes because I'm this television that's designed to be like television. You look at WandaVision. You look at Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay. One, Actually, just look at Falcon and Winter Soldier. WandaVision is its own beast because it's playing with the idea of television, what television means. Uh, but look at Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? Every episode immediately led to the next one. And it was basically just the movie they chopped up in the six episodes. I can already tell watching this episode back to the back of the pilot wouldn't feel the same. Because we jump clearly... I don't can't really say time because the TVA doesn't work like that. Um, but we jump, say, a day or two with Loki reading up on how the TVA works and basically having completed training. We don't need to watch... You know what I mean it's it is a time yeah. a small time skip so that's something television does so I like that it was like I it was like say let's say it's 1990s and I'm watching this sh- I missed the premiere of Loki and I can't ever catch it again because it's on ABC and you know there's no such thing as streaming and I forgot to record it with my VHS tape but you know what the second episode both gave me a recap which I still don't think is necessary in these types of shows um, but then also spent Five minutes or so, getting me back in a climate of what the show was supposed to be. So I mm-hmm. kind of like that. Um, and this is... Also, I like it because it felt like what a, air quotes, normal episode of Loki should be. However, the ending of this episode with him running from the TVA clearly indicates that the status quo that was set up for this show is actually not going to be status quo for this show because we're only two episodes in. of six. So... Which you could say is, oh, it's a three-act structure. Now he's not with the TVA. But, I don't know, it feels quicker than the first episode. So we'll check anyway, I liked it. I liked that it was a slow-burn investigation. Sue me. So far, to kind of respond to you, I think this is a this episode, like, even ignoring the pilot, this episode in and of itself is a better argument for being a TV show than any episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. I agree. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, Marvel's off to a great start with with Loki. Oh, Loki's, Loki's off to a great start. Loki's yeah, off. so let's Loki's go ahead and... Tom Hiddleston's fired from Tom, the podcast.
0: It's Don't worry, Tom Hiddleston at the end of this, jumping out of time. Tom Hiddleston's getting fired from being Loki. We got a new one. So <laughs> we don't need him
1: anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so digging in, Uh, What about that cold open? You you are the number one fan of cold opens.
0: First off, I always have to give the caveat that this episode had a television cold open, not a Marvel cold open. I feel like I always need to point out the difference just for the listeners. I know you know the difference. I just want to point out for the listeners that this is a television cold open. So I like the cold open for a very selfish reason, but then also kind of a, okay, we're just going to get this out of the way now, because otherwise, because it's going to be something that I'm going to talk about, and I know no one else listening to this will care about it. But you know what? We also have a time in the show where I do that, and I talk about, like, aspect ratios or subtitle fonts. So I can do it right now. <laughs> Sasha Lane is an amazing actress. She's an American, honey. Everyone should watch it. Even if it's three hours long, it's about nothing, and it has Shia LaBeouf in it. It was problematic in a lot of ways. But you know what? It's a good movie. It's also five years old uh i say also even though we haven't talked about the movie that i'm referring to that is also by result yeah (laughs) but it's on it's on an document uh but time right time you want me it's okay that i'm mentioning it now as if it was in the past right anyway right so sasha lane not only in that she was in the hellboy reboot feel really bad of her for that but i can't blame her getting a paycheck she's here getting a paycheck very happy for her little disappointed she's just playing random TVA agent Hopefully she has a bigger role down the road. She seemed pretty high build. But I also'm not sure if the billing really matters. Cause you know what I mean? Like
1: mm-hmm. we'll
0: see how we'll see how the billing plays out at the end. Cause I yeah, yeah. The credits are confusing me, man. They're, they're really throwing me off. Um, yeah. But anyway, Sasha Lane, very glad she's here. Very cool she's here. Yeah that's uh, just gonna take on the club. It was like <laughs> glad to see you you're getting a paycheck in Marvel. Really hope you're you're not like maybe maybe okay. Jumping super ahead to my theory last week at the end of the show, which was I think I said Logie takes over the TVA at the end of the season, right? Wasn't that my theory? Uh, I, I
1: think, think I so. That.
0: So yeah. hypothetically that happens. Sasha Lane, make her second in command of the TVA. I don't care if it makes no sense for her character now, we got four more episodes, right? She can have a big role. I don't know.
1: Anyway, that's my (laughs) the
0: way take. She's great. Gotcha. You're like, great, Um,
1: Danny. I I thought that everything that we got for the cold open is what we got as the closing of last week's episode. Um, I thought it it was more over. The lighting sucked. Um, I couldn't see what was going on. Um, It was very poor use of the song. Uh, which is a song that should be reserved for the climax <laughs> of the plot, in, like such as how Shrek 2 used it, instead yeah, of, 2. let's throw it right at the beginning of, like, it's this big, climactic, epic song that we're just throwing right at the beginning, which it didn't seem to really have any point of being there. It's also super weird, because this is the
0: first time we saw Sasha Lane's character, right? So right.
1: if she was, like, in the first episode
0: and we then saw her get brainwashed, you know, it's not like we'd have a lot of connection to her, but we'd at least recognize her as, you know, a character that is designed for us to care about. Yeah. Instead of just getting this really random holding out for a hero music video at the beginning of the right. episode. Yeah, <laughs> but- yeah. Holding out for
1: a hero, like, it just it doesn't correlate with that scene unless it's talking, it's relating to... This variant, this uh, Loki variant, needing a hero, Um, or yeah, I mean, it's just I honestly the connection I got the connection with with the nineteen eighties, you know, that's why I bad because Footloose was
0: I think eighty four and this was set in eighty five, but if they wanted to do they could have done Footloose and it would have, oh. we would have got the joke. I was hoping we were about to be on the same page and we were going to say we should have <laughs> played Back in Time from Back to the Future. And that's when they played Back in Time from Back to the Future in this show. <laughs> like such on the, such like a needle drop that's like, oh yeah, we're doing a time travel show.
1: Yeah. Let's do it. I've never heard what? Back in Time, so i You've I'm never seen Back say, to the yeah. Future? No, never- no. Oh, my
0: God. Well, great. Now I don't even need to look up my option for the, the green room at the end. Of this no, show. Yeah. <laughs> no, please
1: don't give that. No, why? I don't want to. I don't want to watch time traveling. Uh, what's his name? Go back and hit on his mom. It's a great movie. It's legitimately that's. A, I hate to do this as a
0: tangent, but Back of the Future is one of those movies that like is both very popular and is taught as this is one of the best screenplays ever written. So like, it's the whatever. I I don't, don't want to talk too much about Back of the Future, but
1: come on. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah. Um. Overall, uh, I wish. I wish Mobius hadn't mentioned the identity the identity of the escaped variant at the end of the last episode. Um, mainly because I think it would have been a really cool re- revelation to get that like mid-episode of episode two. Um, and then all of a sudden we get that twist at the very end. You know, subvert our expectations right there yeah, at the end. I get end. what you're
0: saying, but you gotta... You got our real people in and give them a reason to watch episode two. And the thing is, is like, all right, so let's say you put up so when you cut the reveal that we're looking for a Loki variant, right? We get rid of that. So then the entire discussion the last two could have been, why does Owen Wilson care so much about Loki? Like, you know, him saying he's looking for a Loki variant gives him a professional reason and a reason for the rest of TVA to go along with it. And it wouldn't be like... I don't know if you engaged... I tried to avoid the discourse, actually. I've, I've been, Let's be real. I've been avoiding Twitter discourse all weekend for a variety of things. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, but in the case of Loki, it's just like a lot of the discourse is like, you know, that line word, they're like, oh, but the, the, the TVA is just saying that the Avengers did okay time travel, made okay variant timelines. And it's just like, man, I don't care. Like... Shut up! Like I, I really don't care. <laughs> I'm being very blunt. It's like ah, who, who, like, it's it's a show. Just get over. It. I forget why I brought this up. But anyway, my point <laughs> is, is like people would complain about it anyway. But at least in this case, they're not complaining to the point where it's like it's stupid. I'm not gonna watch it again. You right. know, like you gotta give people reason to come back and say, oh. Obviously, this isn't what we're getting because the end of the tells us otherwise. But oh, we might get this might be a TV show where Tom Milston plays seven different Loki's. Sure, I'm down for that. You know what I mean? Like
1: the yeah. possibilities
0: run wild at the end of your pilot when you reveal that there's going to be multiple Loki's. So, or a at least one more Loki. To me personally, I immediately jumped to oh, if there's going to be one more Loki, no way is this show going to leave it at one, right? Like right. Yeah, but anyway. I'm I okay with that.
1: Mobius, Mobius, your mom, bro. Uh, speak. Well, speaking of, of Mobius, <laughs> speaking of Mobius, he. I'm over
0: home Owen Wilson or Brobius on this show. Podcast.
1: Brobius? All right. Well,
0: uh,
1: for Brobius, bro, oh my, I can't even say it right, so I'm Bro-bius. just going to stick with Mobius. So uh, for. uh for mobius uh owen wilson's definitely uh owen wilson is putting on an acting clinic uh with this with this performance of
0: mobius. oh wow yeah he's pretty good i mean i like him he's uh it's i think this episode definitely a better job of setting up that odd couple dynamic yeah uh I really like the scene where they, you know, you said I don't want the first 20 minutes, but I like the scene where Loki tries to escape in it and Owen Wilson believes him for a little bit. But then he's like, this guy's lying. We just got to go. He's wasting. Yeah.
1: Time. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I will say that I the first 20 minutes did a good job of setting up the um, setting up that working relationship between Loki and Mobius. No. Um oh much better than Falcon and Winter Soldier did want, with their with their yeah, guys. You're
0: right. Yeah, you're right. Do you want the Danny's Comic Corner that usually belongs to Tyler, but Danny's taking it over this week? Okay, Danny's
1: Comic Comic Corner.
0: Hi, I'm Danny's Comic Corner. Nice to meet you. Uh so this week we're talking about who Goo Raw is playing. She's playing Judge Renslayer. I took a quick look at her Wikipedia. And do you know who I saw she has a relationship with in the comics? And by relationship, I just mean, like, has been affiliated with. Now, I don't know if they're romantic or not. I didn't look that far into it.
1: Here's Ooh. a hint.
0: They are currently cast in an upcoming Marvel movie, but I'm not yet up here. You get one guess, Tyler. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who's it? Kid Harrington. <laughs>
0: It is <laughs> Kang who will be the bad guy in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh my gosh.
1: And wait, isn't Kang the Conqueror also one of the timekeepers in the comics? Is he? I didn't get that far. I just knew he was a timekeeper. Just traveler. not your head, Danny. Yes. He <laughs> well, I can't nod my head. This is a podcast. But sure.
0: <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> what my my The reason I bring this up is actually for a very stupid reason. It's a very Danny reason. Is Will Jonathan Majors cameo on this show? And if so, will he have a scene opposite Wumi Musaku and have a Lovecraft Country union? Come on, guys. That's what I'm here for. Uh, I'm going to talk about Lovecraft Country later when we talk about the climax of the episode. But anyway, this is Danny's Comic Quarter. Thank you, Tyler, for taking it over because you know more about comics than I do. So
1: so uh taught well actually talking about uh comics let's go over to tyler's comic corner so the fdr high school pin that i want to ask uses. the listeners
0: one thing before we do this what is cooler to talk about in the, t- the comic corner kang the copper or fdr high school pen <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry. Anyways, <laughs> I believe that it's a reference to uh the strategic something res- scientific reserve or shield. Um FDR created the SSR as part of the New Deal um back when that legislation was passed. So, uh I think that it's a little little bit of a a nod. I don't I don't know necessarily if this is a oh we're gonna bring something in because I'm not that's getting into Mephisto territory. <laughs> I was, gonna make, territory. Uh, oh, I was um, gonna make
0: a joke. What if this is foreshadowing an appearance of FDR in a future
1: episode with time travel? <laughs> maybe maybe. We don't I mean we don't I mean really that is uh one thing that Loki has going for. It. Well one of the things that Loki is going for it is with the playing with the timelines, is they can pretty much unlimited sets set, you know, they can go would, hop around to, the in time, so. around
0: to jump, to hop ahead a little bit. One thing, I, a random thought I had this episode was it would be really cool. Cause I don't think the MCU is getting rebooted anytime any time soon. Uh, if the MCU sticks around till 2050, I hope they go back to the end of this episode, you know, like I hope yeah. it's brought up in 2050, 30 years from now. And I'm in my fifties. And I'll be like, God. oh, yeah. Actually, I'll be 60 around that. I'll be like, oh, these Marvel movies, they'll never end. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, speak, speaking of Back to the Future, I do remember in, was it 2015, everyone's like, oh, yeah, Back to the Future was kind of right about this technology that we have. Or was it 2016? I've, well, the, it was 2015, it takes place in Back to the Future,
0: too. And then famously, the Cubs win the World Series in. Back to the Future 2. and then they won the World Series in 2016 in real life.
1: Gotcha. But but yeah, so that's uh anyway. That's, a, <laughs> anyway. that's so. as much as I know of Back to the Future. Yep. Um, so so yeah. Shaking my head. So, so you were you were talking about the uh, I thought about the future. This was but. a good episode. Anyway, uh, but also. <laughs> <laughs> so did, you caught me and I was taking a drink. So did I, but <laughs> Danny's just like, I'm tired. I'm, I want to fight.
0: <laughs> I thought it was a good episode because so, so yeah, at the beginning there was a bit too much more of an info dump. Um, but then Loki comes up with an idea that I thought was really cool. And I actually, I liked his metaphor once I actually understood what he was doing. I also kind of like... Okay, first we're going to talk, talk about the Salad scene. We're going to talk about the Salad scene before I that actually was get really to funny. idea. Yeah. Well, I like it also because it really speaks to his character in that he's been deprived of so much power here. But he's like, you know what? I'm going go to go to my Brobius and I'm going to be like, hey, I, <laughs> I, you might be in charge of me and you might have threatened me a ton. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ruin your Salad because I can that is gonna be my power trip of the day is i'm gonna ruin your salad but the thing is also a salad metaphor made sense because it was like i can ruin your salad as much as i want but if i dump it at the end it doesn't matter that i ruined it right that was what the metaphor was and i was like yeah "Yeah, that makes that makes a ton of sense like you can make like you know it makes sense like if you ruin my food i'm gonna be annoyed by it but probably still eat it until you dump my food on the ground which case i want to throw it out right yeah. Good job, Loki. You're smart. Also, writers, you're smart. Let's give it. The, let's give us a shout out to the writers so I'm not gonna look up their names. Woo! Anyway, um, <laughs> but I also thought the idea of camping out by a doomsday was really clever and cool, mm-hmm. and I hadn't seen it before in anything else. And I was like, Oh, yeah, that makes sense. It makes a ton of sense. Um. Yeah.
1: I yeah, good I, idea. I really want to say that I've seen it somewhere else, but I you know don't. you
0: didn't see it. And any Back to the Future movies, I've seen all three of them and it doesn't come up.
1: <laughs> well, I look up I look up Doomsday time camp idea and the first three thing that comes up <laughs> are all Doomsday prepping ideas in 2021. So
0: maybe for my summer camp job, I have the kids make a doomsday kit.
1: Oh my (laughs) god! You know, just in case. 2011 end times prediction. Okay, we're getting into yeah. Okay. Why doesn't?
0: What if the end of the show is Loki going back to 2012, recreating the prime timeline so it survives, even though he was originally in 2012. And he just, just and so I guess my my joke about the Maya prophecy doesn't make any sense. Never mind. Let's continue. <laughs> Me when I logged on, I, I want to I, say right I, now. I want to say right now before we go continue. So when I logged on with Tyler, I was like, I'm so tired right now. I don't even want to be goofy. Here we are, as goofy as the movie. Anyway.
1: Oh my gosh. So, uh, so I I did have a thought today. I was like, what if. Loki ends up resetting everything, like you said, to where he goes back to 2012, and he just drops himself back into the sacred timeline, and we just, each season of Loki is just him resetting the timeline again. My thing
0: is, is I honestly don't think Loki has an interest to return to the prime timeline, because... I, keep, I refuse I don't know why I don't want to call it secret. Well, he, well he, but, knows, uh, he knows his fate. Well, but more than that, I think the TVA is more powerful in his eyes. If the TVA can make the Infinity Stones obsolete, if he could. Because we see here in this episode his plans to overflow the Timekeepers. If he <laughs> establishes himself a Lord of Time, right? Doctor Who Time Lord. Aha. Uh, you know. Like, I don't, you know, I've never you, seen Doctor Who. Well, no, no Doctor Who. The, the characters are Time Lords. That's all I'm saying. What it's always like, a oh. time, time Lord. Yeah. Um,
1: but you've, I so, you, I just know about yourself, the killer, the killer vacuums and uh, the Weeping Angels. I hope. Anyway. Yeah, and the statues. Yeah, that's
0: yeah the Weeping Angels. Anyway, um, we should have we should have Drew back on Time talk Doctor Who.
1: All right. So I love the. Um, discussion about faith between Loki and Mobius uh I wasn't expecting that to happen and actually friend of the podcast uh Drew Drew Hayden he uh tweeted about that oh I haven't, uh, I
0: haven't, been, I haven't been on Twitter today yeah I, I was checking the
1: notification oh I was checking the Twitter polls to see what movie I should watch for the green room and uh which I've got a hot take on that we'll get to later on but uh Wait. But yeah, and then I just, I, I happened to see like I was going through the scroll f- scroll feed and he had said something about like, didn't expect, you know, this show to t- talk about faith and free will. And I'm kind of like, you know.
0: Minority report. No,
1: yeah. <laughs> Minority <my> <laughs> report. report Everybody runs. Everybody's inspired by Tom Cruise. Can I just, um, before we continue, can I say what I thought you were going to say when you said
0: friend of the podcast? It's like, yeah. I, was talk- I was talking to friend of the podcast my wife Felicia. <laughs> I sincerely <laughs> thought that's where you're going. I was going to be like friend of the podcast. I think she is. <laughs> I was just <laughs> sorry. That's why I thought you were wrong with that. <laughs> no, no. Okay, okay. Uh, I <laughs> like the fifth conversation too. I was not expecting it. I ever. Yeah. Um, I think I'm curious if that scene was rewritten because. Do you know what was supposed to come out before this show? You get one guess.
1: Wanda one <laughs> Falcon. What would no. be relevant
0: to this? <laughs> it wouldn't be relevant to this? No, it would no. What would be relevant to this conversation about faith, free will, and the idea of deities that create you? You know what I mean? Like where does creation come from and stuff? You know what I mean? Like how he talks about that?
1: Yeah. Danny, I'm, draw, I'm drawing a blank. Just say. Eternals.
0: <laughs> I feel like the Eternals would have been mentioned. Oh my gosh! But yeah, we're not going to introduce them before the movie because that is kind of. Oh, that job. was
1: supposed to. That was supposed to. This be was, was yeah, because Eternals yeah. just be out
0: last November. Got delayed a whole right? year because she wanted to go off and win an Oscar or two, whatever. Chloe, we see where your priorities lie. It's with having a good career. How dare you! anyway uh but yeah it was a good discussion um not gonna lie it is a little uh i don't want to say i'm trying to figure. it felt a little reddit to me if that makes sense like very much like i am a 18 year old who's writing about philosophy and uh where religion comes from but i also wasn't expecting it in loki so you know what uh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll view it as a net positive. That's what, that was where I was like, I'm like, I'll view this as a net positive
1: conversation. Yeah, I, well, I I was glad like because this is a thought that's come up while watching. Well, from the pilot episode of, you know, if the timekeepers decide what is supposed to happen, then you know, and all keep these deep, then then like who who brings that directive down to them. Who are they to tell everyone else how they should live their lives? You know, so I'm glad that they touched on it. I do think that we're going to get more into I I think we'll see at least one of the timekeepers this season. I
0: I, I, I just came up with a really dumb idea on how I want this show to end is I want the fifth episode to seem like everything's been resolved. Loki has met the timekeepers. Maybe he's overtaking them, but then he discovers that the timekeeper's time is also kept by timekeeper keepers. Because you know, because someone has to timekeep time for the timekeepers, right? So who timekeeps the timekeepers? <laughs> that could be the name of the finale's. Who timekeeps the timekeepers? Because <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. Because the reason I bring this up is because. Mobius is I think Loki mentioned something like, you've lived your whole life here. Light hit Mobius' life had to have time. So in the idea of his him would be the timekeepers. Some somehow the time in the TVA has to relegate relegate. You know what I mean? Like regulate it. That's something. I regulate. Yeah. Ergo, I can assume that there are separate timekeepers for the TVA if the timekeepers are in fact real. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've also had had that thought is like what if the timekeepers are just made up by uh by what's her name? Who's Judge uh,
0: Renslayer Bride of Kank? I don't actually know if she's Bride of Kank, but
1: But yeah, that's that's kinda kinda what I thought. What if the timekeepers are just something made up, like a Wizard of Oz deal? Uh what if man behind the curtain.
0: What if the Grand reveal is that? The timekeepers are already Loki variants who have defeated the Timekeepers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> essentially Loki's just, just <laughs> battling himself. And Loki they're like,
0: yeah, and the what the, the, the timekeepers like, yeah, we know that you don't want to die in the main timeline, but look on the bright side, it's what led us here, bro. And It's just like Tom and Holston doing a surfer bro accent. It's like, yeah, man. We'll surfer, Loki. surfer Loki. Surfer <laughs> Loki. Let's get Surfer Loki in here. I want all those Loki variants to pop up. Do you think
1: Richard E. Grant might play an older Loki? That's actually been my guess,
0: if not Mephisto, is uh, the idea of him being, say, an older Loki. I kind of like, although this isn't what we're going to get, the initial idea I thought I'd seen was that one of the ideas I saw have gone around was the Loki variant Loki was chasing was actually not a, a separate variant. It was a future, like, the current Loki we have jumping around in time, years down the road, played by Richard E. Grant, I was like, ooh, I like that theory. That It's mm. even like a different variant. It's the same variant who escaped the TBA, and has just yeah. lived that long. Uh, but yeah, I would imagine Richard E. Grant would make the most sense as an elder Loki. Um, very same vibe. We, yeah. In front of the podcast, Richard E. Grant, <laughs> we gotta make our own super friends. You know, we can have Felicia there, we can have Drew, and we can have Richard E. Grant there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're the timekeepers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh Drew, you've just been nominated to be a timekeeper. So Congrats. you heard it official. <laughs> Write to Kevin Feige if it doesn't show up <laughs> in the show. Yeah.
0: Come on. Show me your NDA. Break your NDA. Tell us you're on the show, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Uh, we need to get back on track.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, we get to the climax, and it's set during the apocalyptic Walmart, as I've labeled it. <laughs> yeah. um, it's a very cool setting. Uh, very, because it's interesting, because it's very, it's obviously, when you see your exterior, it's super Blade Runner-inspired, inspired yeah. Cyberpunk. Also, let's be real, it's set in 2050, which is the year after Blade Runner 2049. I'm just saying, it's clearly a reference. Um but I don't think you've ever seen, I don't think I've ever seen a post-apocalyptic Walmart or cyberpunk Walmart. And I like that as a setting. It was cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then usually, I have a... Sorry, usually your,
1: no. your cyberpunk Walmarts so it's usually all like, it's tech, you know. It's very much just Amazon on your iPad. Yeah. You know, in yeah. your home. Yeah, it's invaded your home. It invaded your whole yeah, life. Yeah, actually, but, in a
0: way, this is a very optimistic book of by Marvel Cinematic Studios. Uh, Marvel Cinematic Studios. Uh, <laughs> that's my new name for this entire thing. Is, these are the Marvel Cinematic Universe created on the Marvel Cinematic Studios. <laughs> anyway, uh, is, this is a very optimistic look at the future of brick-and-mortar stores. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> everyone's stops yeah. thinking about how, like, yeah, all these stores... You're just going to have everything delivered to you in the future. No, in, this, in the future of Marvel... You just get it. There's a superstore in Alabama that you got to go to Um, giant Costco, (laughs) future Costco. (laughs) Um, And then what else I liked, what now I'm not saying my next name yet is that when we see them meet the, uh, the people that are refuge being like hiding out the storm in the Walmart, it's called Mm -hmm. LockedCon, but I'm still going to call it Walmart. They're hiding out the store in the Walmart. And our Brobius is trying to be nice to them, but everyone else in the TVA is like, they're dying anyway. We don't need to be nice to them, and we're, we're going to be erasing this timeline anyway. And it's kind of like, I don't know. Let's say the show ends with the dismantling of time itself. I think I'm down for that. Like, he kind of says it in the episode itself, uh, earlier in their conversation, kind of the, jumping back to that faith kid discussion, I think it was that followed the conversation about skis, and it's like, Humanity is just a sale of disaster after disaster after disaster where millions of people die constantly and there's never anything good happening except for the jet ski. So, yeah, just get rid of time. Like, let's just destroy the Earth. Like, do it, Loki. Come on. That's me (laughs) advocating for the apocalypse of Marvel.
1: (laughs) Do it, Loki. Just do it. Blow it (laughs) off. um but yeah no, so no you no. you were uh, the guy you were the guy sitting uh sitting in theaters watching thor ragnarok when loki is like running to get the skull of or the crown of Surtur, and you're like just do it loki do it see you know steal the steal the tesseract do it loki you know
0: what i was thinking sorry driven back because you mentioned ragnarok is i looked at because you have notes later on about the branches that caught your eye the thing that uh-huh. caught my eye in this episode was the ragnarok case file Where I saw it was codenamed Revengers, which made me really happy (laughs) (laughs) that the the TVA named it. But I also noticed that there was a couch account of 9,700 people in Asgardians. And I was like, you know, the one issue I think this is, I think I've talked about this before. The one issue Asgard has had in all the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, including Ragnarok, um, is that it really does not feel like a planet or a realm. It feels like a city. Yeah. Yeah. and when you say 9,700 people died in Ragnarok, I'm really confused who did. Um, because um, we see, I think, all the men or the warriors of Asgard, not all the men, because there are women warriors too, um, but all the warriors of Asgard die at Hull's Hand. That is clearly, like, I'd say, the most like 300, 400 people. And then mm-hmm. apparently, 9,700 total people died. Where were these deaths? Yeah. Come on. Show me the show me the carnage now. Um, yeah, no, I will see you... carnage in September though. So in October, oh my gosh, so that's okay. Um.
1: <laughs> you have a note about Lovecraft Country. Oh, okay.
0: Spoilers for Lovecraft Country, uh, but it's been out a year, so I can I can do that. You know what I mean? Sagitation of limita- well, uh, limitations on spoilers is up. So, Wumi Musaku's character on Lovecraft Country, best character in the show. So, I don't know if you know this about Lovecraft Country. It is designed to be an overarching show. The overarching plot sucks. Uh, but most episodes basically take focus on a member of the ensemble, and it's kind of a different horror genre every week. So, it's kind of an anthology show, kind of an overarching story. And Wumi Musaku's episode is one of the best episodes of the show. And her episode is body horror, and her episode is... Basically, she possesses a white woman during its, it. Well, she doesn't possess her. Um, she turns into a white woman via body horror and sees how her life is different, and how different she's treated in the 60s as a white woman instead of being a black woman. Um, so when Loki possessed her, I was like, this is like Lovecraft Country. That's, that's basically what this point is. It's like, this felt like a. I know it wasn't a reference to Lovecraft Country because yeah. the show. Was written before him. I was like, "Oh, this is any connection to her character in Lovecraft Country." That's all I wanted to say. I thought it was cool. It remind her in general in the show has been great because I really liked her on that show. Yeah, and I really have not seen her in anything else, but she was the best part of Lovecraft Country. So I'm excited. I'm glad that she's had a big role so far in this. I think she's going to continue to have a big role in this. Kind of like I said in the last week, especially now it seems like our storyline is probably going to be split between Loki and Mobius and. Mm-hmm. Considering how much Loki Mobius is messed up, uh, definitely probably gonna have Umiwusako following him around. I just hope Sasha does too. Um, but yeah,
1: if we had to give a ship name for Loki and Mobius, would you call them Lobius or Moki?
0: Can I call them? Can I call them? Uh, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm getting it. I'm getting
1: Mobioke.
0: No, no, no. Can I call them Whittleson? Wilson Wittleson. Wilson, Wilson. Wilson.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Can I call Wittleson? <laughs> sure. Uh, so, uh let's let's move on to the next point. Uh Lady Loki. Um I, this was a really nice twist. I w- was not was not expecting expecting this um Yeah.
0: I was expecting it, but I wasn't expecting it in the second episode. That's kind of it.
1: Yeah, I uh, I will. I will will say this. Like the reveal felt like something that should have came in, like maybe episode three at the earliest, being like your mid-season reveal, or like a sorry, go on, like an episode four or five. Yeah, I was going
0: to say the way this show was pitched to me made it feel like this. This reveal was going to happen around episode four or so. If it did. I wasn't exp- it's more also not only her, but that Loki leaves the TVA at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. That is a very uh, big surprise to me. And you know, I'm like, all right, I'm down. I think all the trailers must have hidden footage from this, uh, from yeah, the season. Um, and that's kind of what also made this feel to me more like a part two of the pilot, in a sense. Mm-hmm. No, it did also feel like standalone because to me, I think the rest of the show will be more hinging on Loki escaping the TVA than whatever, even in the sense if he gets recaptured, he's going to be traveling around with his gal self for the rest of, at least the next episode. Which yeah. Which is a, kind of a big deal. Yeah. Seems like a big deal. Yeah, I don't know, I'm excited. It's kind of like yeah, week though, you know, when we found out that Loki was the variant. Yeah. Um, we can't really discuss it much because it's more like this is the, the reveal type of thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, I, I thought
1: I thought it was a really really good reveal. Um I thought that the like just the little the subtle like uh that the finger wave, the hand wave at Loki before she uh stepped into that portal. Um I like that just the little the little things. Um so yeah, I think uh, moving on, I think this show is going to set up Doc the Strange to much more than we realized, um, especially given the end of the episode where we see all the branches splitting off. Hey, you um,
0: are, I, I I caught in the pervulsion, which I still don't think we need, is that they repeated the line that if the branches breach the red line, we could enter a multiverse of madness.
1: Bum, bum, bum. Do you oh think we're going to
0: enter the multiverse of madness before, uh, or at some point in the MCU, if the title of the next Doctor Strange movie is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness?
1: I think so. Yeah, Ooh. I don't. I don't think all <laughs> of these. I don't think all of these branches will get closed off. Um, I think.
0: I think before we get into that, I think it's really interesting how Disney Plus is choosing to use. Disney is just like ah uh, shoot we didn't set up Doctor Strange 2 at all we gotta do the Disney Plus show so what makes <laughs> sense <laughs> oh no I, I do wonder if our, our boy our boy Tommy Tommy Hids will pop up in Doctor Strange 2 or and as I have a new theory that Kang will show up on this show uh, that's my new theory it's my, new, it's my new Mephisto thing. I'm um, going to be like <laughs> Kangol in the finale. And no one in the general audience will understand why he's a big deal. But I'll be like, Jonathan Major, sure the Sino, Fulmino uh. uh will this tie into Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania? Will Maybe. Owen Wilson finally reunite with Michael Douglas? Because I'm sure they've been in a movie together. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, you made that statement without knowing if they yeah, were... Yes, so I have to look it up now. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so, so uh, anyways, um, some branches that caught my eye were um, the year 51, Hala, which is the homeworld of the Cree. Um, the year 1001 for Xandar. The year 1382 for Ego. Um, and I think those first three. I think that it's just part of world building, possibly. Um, Danny, you look like you have an idea. No,
0: I don't have an idea, but I want to do this. Oh my god! Well, back to you. No, it's okay. important. So I want to point out that I did look up what Owen Wilson has been in with. Um, with uh, <laughs> with G- Michael really Douglas. Great? I I want, I want. I don't. I. I don't want to overhype this. But also, this is worth it. They they have been in one movie together. The one movie was *You Me and Dupree*, which is one of the directorial efforts of the Russo brothers before they did *Community* in did Marble. What? <laughs> so Owen Wilson me, was on this... an
1: episode of *Community*. Almost, Wilson... anyways, Owen Wilson was he? He made a brief cameo. Yeah.
0: Maybe that's how Michael Walter knows him, because remember, he worked on Community a little bit, too, in yeah. the writer's room. Um, but let's be real here. The reason I wanted to point that out is because initially I was like, this is probably a dumb joke, but then I saw the Russo they were, <laughs> in a movie directed by the Russos. So I feel like that is kind of a Marvel connection. Anyway. Kind of? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
0: so anyway. So let's
1: back, go back to the branches you were talking about. Back to the about. branches. I am I um, interested
0: in discussing them. That's what I'm saying. I am a so, yeah, there
1: is, there's there's uh, 1982 Titan. Titan is uh, Thanos' homeworld. Um, so, that's interesting. 1984, Sakaar. Sakaar is the junk world of the Grandmaster. Um, then there's 2004 Will Asgard. Tessa
0: Thompson appear on this show? Will <laughs> yeah.
1: I get a very Tessa Thompson in 1984? And uh there's 2004 asgard and 2031 vormir i don't think we'll see these in the show except maybe the asgard and vormir i.e promotional pieces that we've seen all right um, before we continue but,
0: if yeah. we have to get a cameo from any of these settings who do you think the cameo is gonna be ross marquin red skull vormir that's what i'm saying
1: yeah yeah, that that wouldn't be a, wouldn't be a bad one. That wouldn't be expensive. Um, that wouldn't that, be an expensive huh. one. Ever. <laughs> He'd be like,
0: "Yeah, sure, I'll show up." <laughs> could we? Yeah, possibly I don't. Get, I don't know. Like, well, we could, could we possibly get the the heavy set Warriors three
1: one in two thousand four in two thousand four? Yeah, yeah, I think he would be affordable. <laughs> I I think I think that would. That would do them a little more justice than uh, how they were treated in Thor Ragnarok. Although what if that's the finale? Just- is
0: Loki goes and saves the Warriors Three, the Warriors and three? now they have to hang out
1: with him in the second
0: season as variants?
1: Oh my goodness! Uh-huh. But you yeah, so I- hired me. <laughs> <laughs> I've got all the ideas. Tossing out
0: so many good
1: ideas this episode. <laughs> so. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that Kevin Feige is going to be uh, m- kicking himself for not responding to your emails. So Yeah,
0: <laughs> let me tell you, uh, if I got in charge of Marvel, Valkyrie Talos show is replacing Loki. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my gosh. Uh, yeah, hopefully they'll address <laughs> some, if not all, of these in Doctor Strange 2. Um, I'm really interested in what that 1982 Titan one might be I'm because curious if will
0: tie into eternals too.
1: Yeah. Yeah that's that's big... more of what I'm thinking because I'm I don't see them doing anything more with Thanos necessarily, but uh well, but could yeah, you could do something
0: with Thanos' mommy. Always an option. Why are you, so why are you, t- you, you grimacing at me? <laughs> hey no no goes... no 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 this is real. <laughs> One of the eternals in the movie is canonically The mom of
1: Thanos in the comics. This is a real thing. (laughs) I'm not joking. Oh, it's a comic book (laughs) thing. We're back at Danny's comic book corner. No, but this is...
0: No, no, I knew this. This is one of the reasons people thought they were doing an Eternals movie is because two of the Eternals are Thanos' parents. And since they're eternal, you know, like, they they are immortal, so we could do a flashback back to Thanos being born.
1: But... I'm just saying, that is... the, uh, uh, The Eternals, though, like... So there's the Celestials, and then the Eternals and the Deviants split off from the Celestials. Yeah, but I'm yeah, telling but you, like, I don't think the Deviants split
0: from the Eternals. We'll we'll do research for next week. I don't want to get into the Eternals right now, anyway. Okay. But my point is, is I, that wasn't like that was a joke saying, but we are gonna get into talking about Thanos' mom at some point. I'm Not choking there.
1: You <laughs> just, just make it about... sound like there's going to be a whole bunch of your mom jokes. <laughs>
0: no, I We're actually, actually think right? it's talking like, about Thanos' mom. Where it's like it's like, I don't remember who it is. I'm just going to guess it's Gemma Chan's character. But like it's the, let's say Gemma Chan like is at work, digging the turtle. She comes home, and her little purple boy walks up to him and goes, "Mom, you're home." Thanos, did you finish your homework? Yeah, that's my
1: Gemma Chan voice. <laughs> 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 so. Speaking of Thanos, so Danny, do you remember quite a few episodes <laughs> back when we when we planned out the end of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, brought about by Thanos's brother Josh Thanos? <laughs> Josh Thanos. So <laughs> I was browsing the Amazon, as one does, and I found <laughs> the app. The app, not the forest. Um, and I found a Funko Pop. <laughs> That has Thanos dressed up as the Punisher. And I sent a picture of it to Danny and I said, We finally got our Josh Thanos. And so apparently there is a comic book out there series um, called Cosmic Ghost Rider, where Frank Castle becomes the ghostwriter instead of the Punisher. And he travels back in time to kidnap Thanos as a baby. And then in an attempt to raise him for good. So as Thanos grows up by Frank Castle slash Ghost Rider uh, by his side, his uh, sense of justice is uh, his father's sense of justice becomes ingrained in him. And essentially, Thanos becomes the Punisher. And ladies and gentlemen, Josh Thanos. So... So, yeah, now available to Yo, you at, by Funko Pop. Um, I was getting
0: really excited because I was thinking that it was, for some reason, the guy who played Punisher on the Netflix show was Josh, but it's John Bernthal. Um, oh. I just randomly, while well, you were telling that story, which I had heard before a little bit, so I, I wasn't, sorry, Tyler, I was looking up something while you were saying, because I, I it's related. I was looking up yeah. something related. There was someone who was popular at my high school right before, you know, I, like, when you are a freshman in high school and you hear about the seniors who just went on to better mm-hmm. things, so there was a guy named Mike Thanos. <laughs> that the, that's what I was thinking about. The my high huh. Mike Thanos, who was the year before I got there. I think my brother knew him, but I was just thinking, like, you know, there's Josh Thanos, but I do know a Mike Thanos. <laughs> kind of, not really. I know. I know kind that there of. was one that existed. <laughs> I know he <laughs> exists. <laughs> I'm sure there's a Josh it, there's I'm a sure there, Thanos. I'm sure there. I'm sure there is. We gotta go on
1: Twitter and at every single one of them and demand them to come on the podcast. Oh my gosh, we're interviewing Josh Thanos. Maybe we'll get Josh Thanos from 1982 Titan. Who knows? Nice. Good call. Um, so, uh, speaking uh, the greatest segue here. Uh, speaking of Tommy Hids, um, <laughs> <laughs> he had an executive pro- producer credit on this episode. <laughs> So, you know, he had a, yeah. well, I mean, did he yeah, have it on the also, last one? He did. I he didn't did. pay attention. But
0: yeah, come on, man. How are you supposed to know if the show is good if you don't pay attention to the credits? Tyler is fired. I'm replacing him with Craig. Also, I'm replacing with friend of the podcast, should should regret. This is why he is with Rick and Dan. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah.
1: Do we we want How you do doing? We, do we want to move on to predictions? <laughs> yes. We probably should. <laughs> yeah. Uh, huh. I'm excited to see more of the Loki variants interacting with each other. Um, I assume we'll go to at least some of the aforementioned sacred timeline branches. Um, more should that's we call more of a them hope-
0: Unsacred timelines, or should we call them what should we call them? Should we call them uh
1: the branches? Perverted
0: timelines. That's why <laughs> the, pervert time <laughs> <laughs> the perverted timelines. <laughs> the perverted timelines. You call them. What that's what I'm gonna want. call them. That's you what, call them what I'm what gonna call them. So this we, next week, I'll be like, so we've been to three perverted timelines this, <laughs> this week in this episode. All right. So my predictions are, as I said, I was expecting the end of this episode to be more like episode four. Um, I'm intrigued to see where we'll go. I did notice that Lady Lokia's second build, which is very intriguing, would imply to me that we're going to get a ton more of her in the future. Um, I really don't know what to make of the show, but as as Ty did with WandaVision, I do have to say, Kang, it's happening, Jonathan Majors, Lovecraft Country Reunion, let's get it on. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And now for the outro. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Why Is With Ty and Dan. We can be found on various podcasting platforms, including Spotify, Op- Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and on our website, whyiswithtydan.buzzpratt.com. We are also on YouTube, audio exclusive at our channel, Why Is With Ty and Dan.
0: You can also contact us by email at why is with Tied In at gmail.com Follow us on Twitter at Why Is with Tie In One Because I am numeral uno. You can also follow me, Danny Vincent on Letterboxd at Blinkman to reviews of movies, including those not in the MCU. We'd also like to thank Zachary Wright for editing this episode.
1: Thank you, Zach. This,
0: yeah, thanks, Zach. We'll we'll you'll see us next week or will you? You'll hear us next week when we talk about all the
1: here. perverted timelines.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. All the perverted timelines. Episode three. All the... Mention that was the name of the Star Wars episode. Star Wars episode seven. <laughs> the all the perverted, perverted timelines. Time <laughs> no, no, all the perverted timelines.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. We'll, we'll catch see. you in the next one. <laughs>